black and powerful, yes I am. Black and powerful, yes I am. Black and white world like Jefferson's. Black and white world, the rifleman. Black and white world, Batman. Black and white world, Pat Masterson. Black and white world, black and white world, black and powerful, yes I am. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast with your boy Rodney Perry King himself, and you've just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And um, I hope everyone checked out my um, episode from last week, How to Resist. We're living in really, really interesting times, so definitely check that out, especially if you want to ha- you know, be involved no matter where you are and what you do. Um, this week I have a extraordinary creative, a Spellmanite, and as well as just a, a virgining uh, entrepreneur who is changing, changing the game and creating her own lane. And her name is Fenella Like Whoa. How you doing, Fenella? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> awesome. Yes, yes. Oh, so Fenella, I, um, a lot of people. Um, I'm just to bring context to how I know Fenella. Um, for the people who've listening, if this is your first time, I actually um, attended Clark Lane University. Which is literally adjacent to um, Spelman, Spelman College, um, as well as Morehouse College. So, of course, we always did a lot of different little events and did a lot of things together. And I met Fenella at the African Student Association's pageant, where we both were uh, judges for, which was a dope pageant. I'm trying to remember who won that year. I think it was. What was her name? Um, I think it was, was her name. I know who won. It was Ebony. 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 Yes, yes. it was Ebony. It was it was a great pageant, honestly. It was I I've, I think I've seen plenty many pageants, and it was even hard to judge. Like I, I'm, I, I don't mind judging, but the fact that it, I had to judge that was, it was hard. <laughs> it was just very difficult. But I think one of the most interesting things that uh, about you, Fanella, is that you're Sierra Leonean. Can you tell me like, uh, what, I guess being Sierra Leonean, how does that kind of inspire like what you do? Yes, I'm Sierra Leonean. My family is from Sierra Leone, West Africa. My grandfather is actually the oldest serving chief, like, for the longest term. So I was born and raised in the DMV area, but my family is from Sierra Leone. And so for me, that influences the way I think and view art a lot. I mean, a lot of Africans have the story of their mom told them or their dad told them, you must be a doctor, or else I'll just own you. But <laughs> for me, that was never really the case because... My parents, I feel like their parents came to America to make money and live the dream, and that wasn't a reality for them. But one thing about Syrian and just Africa in general, and just I'm not really interested in our culture, it's all one. So I know, like, for me, I'm really into, like, spiritual meaning of comic, what they mean biblically, and all that. And I know I get that from early on because. In Leone, people wear certain colors, kind of just tell you that they're a part of something or they know something, or that they're just a part of a certain group and they're just attaching basically a sentimental value to their clothing. And then even the girls, when they go to write the passage, they have to wear certain colors. And it's just very specific and very detailed. And it reminds me kind of like Solomon when we had the white dress ceremony, but mm-hmm. it's basically like a sentimental value to clothing when it comes to the like rights of passage and things like that and so for me i apply that to my clothing i feel like in america you don't really use fashion as something that can have like a spiritual or deeper meaning to it 
But when you look at music, or when you look at art, a lot of artists or musicians, they're trying to embed something. They're trying to say, like, this is what it means, this is what it means. But with clothing, we don't think clothing has any meaning. We just think we just wear clothes. And I know for me, it's like growing up in the Australian household, like, you know, the art meant something to you, the music meant something to you. There are certain songs that were only for certain people. And even the, everything we did, like, what kind of, even, I'm not so young, but Ethiopia, like the kind of hair they wear when the girls are getting married, like, I feel like the way your image is has a very deep meaning, where, as in America, I feel like we don't really study that or embrace that, so that's how that has really influenced being so young. Mm. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, 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 love, I love that, you know, color means so much to you, because I feel like that's something that people don't think about as much. They kind of just go with whatever, you know, the trend is at the time and what another person has told them. This is the color that you should get, you know, clothes in and wear this this time, wear this in the spring. This is the, the color of the fall and winter and such and such. I feel like, you know, color is meant to express that mood that you're currently stating, express a mood that you're trying to, you know, actually invoke within yourself. So I love that that's a large, large inspiration that you drew because you are a very vibrant individual. So it, it, it all makes sense that that's a strong inspiration. Um, but um, you do so many different things from, you know, you you do a little, you know, video blogging. You you seem to be almost I, I've noticed you seem to be even be trying to get into kind of like this inspirational as, as an inspirational speaker and just as a mentor, a mentor. Um, you do things, you know, you're a businesswoman. And I've noticed this trend nowadays. I did a, um, a podcast uh, with um, R.K. Jackson, who uh, is, is a business individual who, who I, and we talked about just how creatives, that's a trend now. Like being a creative is a trend. So I think the same thing when it comes to being an entrepreneur, like everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Everyone feels like they are ready to grind and, you know, be broke and be out here in these streets. Please tell me, what do you, have you noticed this like trend of like, Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur now because it was a time where everyone wanted to go and get a you know really great job and you know quote unquote live their dreams out through this company. But now it's like no, everyone needs to work for themselves. Have you noticed that? And what do you think about that? Is that a good or bad trend of the now? So yeah, it's funny because I didn't know the trend until you said it. I was like, oh, he's right, and it does really correlate with like back in the day. I feel like okay. This creativity thing was a trend first, and then now it's the entrepreneurship thing. And I remember, like, back in the day, always being bullied for what I wore and what I did, and I was very creative. And then in high school, this new thing came along called Tumblr. And so because of Tumblr, I was more accepted, but online, not in person. And then I think Tumblr basically made people more openly embrace their creativity and say, oh, they're creative, they're creative. And then that was a trend that you always will know, like, with these trends of, like, entrepreneurship and creativity. Who's really about it, about it? If they can do it, like, for two or three years consistently. And I think the thing with entrepreneurship is that it sounds good. Like, it, it sounds good for someone to visit their, their own boss, you know. It sounds good for someone to say that they get to make their own schedule. But really, I tell people, like, I'm not a lot of entrepreneurs say, if you want to be comfortable, get a nine-to-five. want to be uncomfortable, be an entrepreneur. Like, right now it's Sunday, and it's Super Bowl Sunday, and I'm literally working on an intern handbook. Like, it's not fun. It's so as glamorous as it may look, you know? And it's like, you have to discipline yourself. Your boss isn't going to tell you, okay, I need this by then. 
you have to tell yourself, I need this by then, you know? And so um, I really like entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. And I do love seeing black female entrepreneurs because I, it reminds me of Africa. Like in Africa, the women are, they're a market woman. They're selling hair. They're selling, you know, they're selling clothing. They're selling food or peppers. They're doing many different things in order to get income. Like they're the queens of multiple streams of income. So when I see African-American women doing multiple things to make money, it reminds me of that, and I think that's beautiful. But I do think that entrepreneurship is becoming a trend because it looks cool. Mm-hmm. It seems cool. And also, though, the other part of it is that people are starting. I think that people now realize they don't have to work a nine-to-five. People now realize they don't have to work at J.P. Morgan or Goldman Sachs like many people from the AUC did. They're realizing, oh, my goodness, I can create my own career. So I think that also is why it's like a trend because people are coming to a realization of it and so more people are starting to embrace it. I know for me, like, I didn't, I got some summon, ooh-wee, and it's like, I didn't have a nine-to-five because I had an internship and a job, didn't get hired by any. And basically, I was waitressing for like a good six months and then eventually through past New Year's Eve, I quit my job and I just started doing entrepreneurship full-time. And people are, you know, still encouraging me on social media, people write me that they want to do the same thing and I'm just like, you know, it's one, it's not for the faint of heart, but two, I'm like, yeah, go ahead and do it. But, like, you'll know if someone's about it if they do it. But it's also, like, you know, you have to be your bookkeeper. You have to be your manager, your CEO, CSO, your technician, your social media manager. For me, it's, like, my style. I'm my own stylist, makeup artist, creative director. You know, I'm my own video editor. It's just so many different things. And it's really not for the faint of heart because, especially if you're creative, you might not be making as much as you would like to for a really, really long time. But if you can just get to that hard part, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like if someone's creative, they can get to the part of being bullied. If you can get to that hard part of entrepreneurship, I think you'll you'll really, you know, embrace it and love it. But it's just, it's a trend. But it's a trend that I feel like for some people, they're going to keep doing it and others are going to be like, okay, this isn't for me. So. Hey, I, be- I believe that too, you know, it's really going to be, you know, survival of the fittest when it comes to that. And I, I, I personally, you know, promote everyone to get to that point of, you know, independence, financial independence, where, you know, you don't have to worry about an industry, you know, going up and going down. You know, I've, I always, you know, I currently work for a, a retail service and just the retail industry as a whole is in a real weird spot because they're like, mm-hmm. like people don't go to department stores anymore. So, so it's kind of like those are kind of like the top of the top and the fact that you have all these things that are so available to you the industry is now being way more you know on the tech side and it's just like now we have to change our way of thinking we have to change the way we're doing things but a lot of these you know corporations are extremely old this is the way that it's been working for hundreds of years and now that this you know the internet is a thing and people want convenience and they don't want to have to come into a store. If they can, if you if you can come to me, if if you could just send me my things, and if I can just pick these things out, or you can send a personal stylist to my house, or whatever that is, that sounds more accessible. And they wouldn't mind even paying more just to get that service because you know that's that's the life that we live in. Um, I do want to um, know more about like uh, when it comes to just like because you're in this, you know, you're in the fashion industry. Um, you have uh, done shows 
at um at Spellman. You've even created um your own. I guess I guess what what would you call it? I guess kind of like fashion house. Um, with Echelon Twelve, is that what it, we can? Would would that would? would yeah, it's basically it's yeah, it's an organization where basically it's not really like a fashion club. It's more so like we train HBCU students. We give them different workshops to help them find their skills in fashion, media, and just like arts too. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's a lot of emphasis on service, service and leadership. It's not really just like about the image of fashion but more so about the work ethic and discipline behind it Ooh, what t- hey, tell me what what made you call it echelon 12 because that's it that's a very ritzy name girl yeah everybody's like oh my gosh how you get that name i mean i could like think of the story out of it but it was really just god because i just kept hearing it in my mind so and 12 is my favorite number it's a number of like divine order divine government and just really having some kind of spiritual authority. So echelon was just a word I kept hearing in my mind, and I looked up what it meant, and then I just kept hearing echelon 12, and I just wrote, when I signed up the org at Spelman, when I was registering it, I just wrote echelon 12, and I really feel like, with echelon 12, when you hear the name, there's like an expectation from it, it's like, oh, echelon 12, like, what's that? And basically, if I did a lot of fashion things at Spelman, like you said, and I, you know, my first thing, I directed the ASA fashion show. I did all these different shows, homecoming shows, shows in Atlanta, shows for different groups and organizations and nonprofits. But the thing was, I noticed throughout my serving of these different events, I noticed common things at these events. And it was like a lack of character, a lack of leadership, a lack of servanthood, and people not really doing it for. You know, people doing it for selfish reasons, and I also saw that it could be a stumbling block to people in the future. So basically, Echelon 12 was to help people fine-tune their skills and also grow in their leadership and their service as a creative. I feel like a lot of creatives, some of them don't do themselves as leaders, but mm-hmm. those that do are really successful. And I also feel like a lot of creatives are very selfish with our gifts. We think of our gifts are for ourselves, but really those gifts are something that God has given you to bless other people. And so for me, it was kind of like, I was basically doing Echelon 12 all while I was in college, but eventually it became like an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, before, I was just doing so many fashion things. But basically, my senior year, I was like, okay, this is an org now, you know, this organization, because everybody was just hitting me up, hey, when's the next shoot? When's the next this? And I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, why don't I just create an org yep. with, you know, certain principles that will yep. help people grow and mm-hmm. that other people can, like, know where the shoots are when they are, but also how about they plant them? How about they have to edit the photos? How about they learn how to do those things, you know? I'm really about, I don't like to give people fish. I like to teach people how to fish. I really like to just yeah, me too. teach people how to do things. I'm the, Yeah, I'm the kind of parent that if I, if I was a parent, I don't know. Take the baby probably and just throw them into. No, I actually didn't. And I would probably throw them into the swimming pool just so that they could learn how to swim. Because it's like, you're not going to learn if you keep, you know, if I keep giving this to you. So that's kind of what I, the vision for the org is. That's dope. And you want to, you want, your plan is to kind of like, have chapters, I guess, at uh, every other HBCU, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, so the way I want to do it, I want to have, like, ambassadors at different HBCUs, and my overall vision is to really, right now, working on establishing a strong digital presence so that I can reach those campuses before we actually go there. You know, I feel like 
is why I love social media and this digital media because it's like a free marketing tool. So it's like I'd rather be interacting or reaching students at Howard, Oregon, you know, University of Maryland Eastern Shore, Tuskegee, online first before actually going there to those places. And I want to make it very, like, I, I really want to have, like, a technological edge to it. And I think a lot of people don't even know that about me, but I really want it to be, like, kind of, like, online, a lot of things online. So that's what I'm working on right now. But it's an HBCU thing because that's, like, my heart. I love HBCU students. Oh, people yes. have asked me, are you going to take this to, like, other schools? And I'm like, no. <laughs> HBCUs only. And But, I mean, I, I think... It's crazy because, like, when you say that and people have those ideas, you always have people who are like, well, why do you always have, you know, why Why is it always this, uh, I guess, this, um, this always this motive to, like, make it so exclusive, I guess. That's the way people think of it. But I feel like <laughs> that whole criticism to me, it shows, you know, just the world that we live in. It's kind of like if it's not for everybody, then it's wrong, you know? When I think that's mm-hmm. not that's not how the world is. I feel like HBCUs are very, very, very important, are very needed. And they they graduate every type of profession, like black professional that, ha- you know, that's in this, you know, in this world. So I feel like they're very, very necessary. And I feel like that being an exclusive thing, because every, everywhere else has those resources. You know, we have to now, I think HBCUs, we... I feel like we do a great job at kind of, you know, allowing students to create these organizations and these movements that actually make change, drive and drive people's careers to a whole new level because we may not have those resources. We can't have a a large facility, you know, for this and that or have this, you know, this large amount of money that we got to we can pull together to, you know, make this event happen and make this happen. Um, But I feel like we get so much done utilizing the small amount of resources that we have and really just pulling people together you know everyone there's always a photographer around campus there's always a you know a fanella like whoa who's hella creative and ready to kind of you know tell people this is how we can get this done and bringing all these different pieces together to give you quality quality work i feel like you know people need to stop you thinking that you know i guess exclusivity is this way to separate and keep people out when actually yeah exclusivity is not segregation yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's not it's more so about like if you're thinking about marketing about having a target niche because exactly, like for me it's like exactly i'd rather be the best for one group of people than just a jack of all trades master of none for everybody you know so of it's course. like the way echelon 12 is made it's made based off of my experiences as a creative and at a hbcu and the things i had to face you know and it's also based off of the fact that there is a lack of black people in the fashion industry and that's why I saw when I went to fashion week and it's based off of the fact that it's a lack of that because there's a lack of black model recruiters, a black a lack of black designers, a lack of black, you know, care directors and it's not to say that I don't you know, we don't support, you know, white people. I think that's one thing a lot of people, you know, get mixed up by HBCs. It's just to say that we're making this in a very specific way <laughs> for a specific type of experience, you oh, know, yes. and I oh, think yes. HBCUs are a specific type of experience for a specific type of person, you know, it's just basically like people won't understand unless they go to HBCUs. The people who want to argue with it, like they just, I feel like they just won't understand until they go to one. It's basically like this school, if you could have a school that was made for your experiences as a black woman. 
that's what an HBCU is. You know, it allows us to talk about things that we might not feel comfortable talking about around our white counterparts. But then when you get out of HBCU, you feel comfortable now talking about it because you were able to express it with people you felt comfortable with talking about it first. But yeah, it's an HBCU thing. Like, that has not changed in my mind. I don't think it ever will. It should. Um, yeah, it's just it's just about just really, I have, that's my passion. I have a passion for HBCU students and people from the African diaspora in general. And it's just like, I, I've been to basically about like 77 HBCUs and done like artistic things there. And so I saw that there was a need, you know, for people to get trained. And it's like, you know, like when your heart is like attached to something, it's like, I'm not gonna, I can't change where my heart is going. And it's like that my heart is to HBCUs. So, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Um, I want to uh, ask you, because you do so many different things, and I feel like, you know, it's extremely inspiring to, you know, meet an individual like yourself. Um, you call yourself Vanilla Like Whoa. So this is a two-part question. Tell the people why you call yourself that, and also how can we, as in me and everyone who's listening, live a life like Whoa? Because I know it means something very great. Yeah, so that is so funny. That's a long story. I got the name. I'll briefly explain. But basically, my Morehouse brothers, mom and sister, were at an event and they were just making up songs about people. And they're like, who wants to have a song about them? And I'm like, oh, me, duh. Why would I not want a song made up about me? And they started singing, and then he was just like, Vanilla, 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 like, whoa. And I was like, oh. And then from that day on, everyone who was at the event was funny, not like, oh, not like, whoa. And so I was like, I like this. I like the way it sounds and everything. And I just felt like when they said vanilla, like, whoa, something in me awoke. And so I changed my social media name to vanilla, like, whoa. And then I promise you, it's like a spiritual type of thing because like everybody kept like writing me or like it's like all these doors opened up for me that were not open before when I changed my name from Vanilla Miller to Vanilla like whoa on social media Except and basically what happened was I'd be yeah I'd be at school and people would be like Vanilla like whoa or they would say something else that they saw me write about like whoa like they was like like whoa it's not like whoa and I was like okay wow 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 and then I realized that expectation of people from me when they would say like whoa they'd expect me to be like whoa and so that's when I started thinking about like what is like whoa like what does that mean to be like whoa and then I realized that wow this is a brand now and I started studying brand I was like wow I'm literally a, a brand so now like what was a brand and so basically what happened was I just started researching branding and this and that and then trying to think about different things and how do I want to know like what to look like be like basically how do I want me to look like and be like and I just realized that, like, if I were to live at my at my potential of, like, who God has made me to be, I'd be like, whoa. And so I was just like, you know, just being like, whoa, whoa, that you are living at your maximum God-given potential. And I look at people every day, and I think, just look around, like, even when I'd be in class or even when I was at my old job, and I'd be like, are these people really living at their maximum potential? Like, I feel like most human beings, and I'm being nice, are living at, like, 35%, 30% of potential. But what would happen if we had, like, no, yeah, like, if we had no fear of man, no hindrances, if we didn't use not having money as an excuse not to make things happen, 
you know, we would all be like, whoa, we would be living at 100% of our potential. And so for me, I remember one time telling my friend, they're like, oh, you're doing so good at us. I was like, y'all know I'm cheating y'all, right? And they're like, what? I was like, I'm leaving you guys like 20% of me right now. If you were to see 100%, like, you know, you'd be like, oh my goodness. And that's what it means to be like, whoa, that you're not doing that 20%, that 30%, that 35%. You are living 100% in your God-given purpose and calling. And I feel like every human being was made at 100%, if not even a million percent. And a lot of us, when we grow, as we grow up, those percentages go down because of what people have said to us. Things mm-hmm. we experience, we start to give people only 10%. Or I know for me in high school, I would give 100% in my room because I felt safe in my room to express myself. But I'd go out in public or be around my family, it'd be hard to do that 100%. And that's what it means to be like, whoa, is that you are living at your maximum god given potential. You're not letting fear of man or finance or anything be a hindrance to your calling. So. Mm, that is so deep. That is so deep. Like live within your purpose, you know, accept your purpose. I loved it. Like whoa. So how can we be like whoa? Like, whoa. Just like Fanella, like whoa. How can we live a life like that? Yeah, so it can be like whoa because I'm like whoa. You were made like whoa. It's not something that you don't even have yet. It's in you. It just needs mm-hmm. to be like I feel like pulled out of you. One thing I've noticed is when people see someone else doing something and they're like, oh, they're just watching it and admiring it. They're usually called to do that same thing. I think that's why a lot of us like certain celebrities is because, like, we're probably supposed to do something similar. And it's kind of like the way you can be like, oh, is, I know for me in 2016, there were, like, three things I told myself. One was I will not let fear of man hinder anything I want to do. And I will not let finances be a hindrance to anything I'm going to do. Because a lot of times creatives were like, I don't have enough money to do this or do that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to find a way to get it done. And then it's like you need money, but you don't need money. It's just this weird thing with creativity and money. And then the other thing I told myself was that I will say no to things that I don't feel like doing or I don't feel like are part of my brand or I don't feel like, you know, fits mm-hmm. me, you know. So I, I had people want to photograph me and they're like, no. Before I would be like, okay, I'm just going to do it. But then it's like, why spend all that time with something that I didn't like? You know, it's kind of like when you're like, whoa, you're also bold in your honesty and with people. You're kind of like, you know, you're kind of like, no, I want my hair to be green. If someone tells you black, you're like, you're, you're not pretentious. You're just real, a real person. I feel like, think about it. If something is 100% water is 100% water it's real mm-hmm. water you know exactly. if something is 100% juice it's real juice but when it's like okay this is 2% juice okay it's not really juice it's fake juice a lot of us we're the fake version of ourselves because we're not living like whoa and I think for me it's like really getting down to the root of 2016 was me getting down to the root of what was hindering me from being like whoa mm-hmm. I think it was just fear just Fear and fear is so stupid. It doesn't really. This is not even tangible. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's not real. You know, and so that's how you can be like, whoa. It's basically to let go of. I would say one thing everybody should do is let go of fear because it's not even real. Like you're not even letting go of it because it's not even there. <laughs> so just yeah, fear is something that can help you to like letting go of it can be something that will help you really propel your life and calling forward. So I would say one way you can be like, whoa, is let go of fear. And finding excuses, like, you know, it, it usually can be done. I feel like people who are like, whoa, they're like, 
okay, if there's a will, there's a way. I'm going to get it done somehow, some way. And that's kind of, that's exactly how I am in 2017. I'm just like, we're going to get it done some way, somehow. Let's just figure it out. So. Mm, I love that, Fanella. I really do. And I, just to, um, just to really wrap it up, I, I want everyone to, you know, support Fanella. Understand that, you know, this woman is going on to do very, very big, great things. So support now while, you know, while, you know, people, well, I'm, you know, I'm here with this platform presenting this this woman and her work to you. Reach out. You know, she does a lot of things when it comes to brand collaboration, speaking engagements. She's ready to work. She's ready to grind. So be if you look into her work, definitely check out our website, which is uh, FanellaLikeWo.com. I believe uh, you said um Tell them um, what your uh, social media is. Where I think it's like Vanilla Like Well on everything, right? Yes, Vanilla Like Well on everything. And then my creative consulting business is Like Well Studios. And I'm going to be launching Like Well Shop soon, which will have like different clothing, posters, paraphernalia. You'll see like the editorials I've shot with Benny Rose. You'll see them like in poster versions. And then also my baby Echelon 12 on Instagram, basically anything you, if you go to Fanella Like Well, you will be able to see all of this stuff that I do. So Fanella Like Well on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love Instagram. Huh? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Support, support, support. And you'll see, I'll make sure to put all the links in the bottom of this, uh, in the description. And so you can link with her, check out her, get get to know Fanella because she's going to be someone that's doing really big and big name and lights type of situation. So I really, really appreciate you give me a time Fanella. I, I really feel like you're you know Thank you. your message is gonna touch a lot of people, inspire a lot of people, and especially once they look you up and see your work, they'll see like, okay, I need to really get on my you know, get on my grind, get on my shit because I know I can, you know, I have the talent enough to do do, you know, actualize my ideas just like she did. You know, like that was a dope thing. I can do the exact same thing and just seeing the consistency, seeing the work ethic that you're putting in, it's showing and giving an example to people. Oh, so this is what it takes for me to do what I want to do in life. This is what it takes for me to be a true creative and, and give just give life on uh, all these different platforms that I want to create for myself. So I feel like the person who's listening to this, who's listened to the words that Fanella said um, in, this, in this podcast, definitely take them, jot them down re-listen to this be inspired follow her so you can keep getting inspired follow benny roosevelt because that's my boy and so you can keep getting inspired and you it's gonna only only gonna bug you for everyone who's like hasn't stopped what they're doing to start doing that dream and living that dream it's gonna bug the hell out of you until you make that move until you finally start living until you start finally start living within your purpose you know accepting that you know that light bulb moment when literally god and who or God or whoever, whatever you believe in, the universe tells you and brings this name that you, they say that you are being vanilla like whoa, right in your face, and then you sit here and you like you can't help but shake it because it's like damn that's that's me like that's my purpose. This is what I need to do. I need to be this. I need to wrap around and build up this thing now. And it's sometimes it's a hard thing to uh, accept because I feel like people are, you know have that fear and afraid of you know I guess success. A fear of success is a very, 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 very real. But trust me, trust me. If you listen to me now and take it, meditate on it, marinate it, stew in it, all of that, trust me, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll come out on a really, really great point on the other side. So 
If you don't know, now you know. You can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere podcasts are available from Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio. Uh, uh, what, have I forgotten anything? I don't think so. Uh, I'm actually I'm on the <laughs> podcast in color directory, one of the largest uh, podcast directories for people who are doing it, who are people of color. As well as I'm part of the Second Wing Collective right here in Chicago. Shout out to my boy Dan. Um, and so just check me out. Follow me on everything from uh, at Kings underscore Memoirs. Um, I'm, I'm on everything. Um, check me out. Follow me everywhere. Keep up with me. And also, if you want to see anything else that I'm doing, check me out at lifeasking.com. Definitely check that out. I thank you all for listening. I thank Fenella again for giving me her time. And definitely come back next week because i'm gonna give you even uh, even better show as well appreciate it this is simply king thank you thank you we're spending too much time alone Uh, we're spending too much time alone Uh, and i just ran out of trojans horses gallop to her throne Behaving like teenagers Still inside our parents' home